This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey everybody, welcome to Round Ball Stew. I am Matt Straup. This is your Friday, April 16th episode, and today we're going to be looking at some recent fantasy-related developments, including the very sudden retirement of LaMarcus Aldridge and what that means for the Brooklyn front court, plus some other notable waiver wire considerations, all of that and more coming up in just a second. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen, remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, 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 of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. I am joined by Ryan Knauss and Steve Lemonade Alexander. What is going on, guys? What's the latest? I guess the latest is LaMarcus Aldridge is retiring from the NBA, right? Uh, Woke up to that news and he had a, a heart irregularity and... Good for him. I mean, he said he was terrified after a game on April 10th when he experienced an irregular heartbeat, had a scary night, ended up going to the hospital, and he's decided that his health and focusing on his family is more important than basketball. So more power to him. Yeah, uh, you called me Lemonade Alexander. I I feel like that puts me in company with uh, Sweet Lou Lemon Pepper Williams. LaMarcus Aldridge is no laughing matter because, you know, I'm glad he's okay. You know, him and Al Horford and and some of these old guys, like the silly season is upon us in the NBA and lots of guys are missing games right now and it's it's only going to get worse. Yeah, so in terms of fantasy, LaMarcus Aldridge walking away leaves uh, a noticeable hole in the Brooklyn front court. I mean, he he had kind of taken over as the guy there. Uh, I had averaged 26 minutes in his five games with the Nets. But we also have a blueprint for what could happen going forward because he had missed the last two games. So on Wednesday, DeAndre Jordan got the start. 12 points, 14 rebounds, 5 assists, and a block in 26 minutes. Nick Claxton played 21 minutes in that game, so they basically split up the 48. But Nick Claxton did very little. The game before that, Claxton started. 6 points, 8 rebounds, a steal, and a block in 20 minutes. DeAndre Jordan, 13-7 and seven in 20 minutes off the bench. Are we looking at a case here, guys, where... 
It's basically going to be a 50-50 split, Ryan, and both guys are probably rosterable, but neither has any ceiling. I mean, 50-50 would be generous given the fact that you have to work in Blake Griffin to this rotation. And we really haven't seen much of how this will all play out because DeAndre Jordan fell out of the rotation for a while. He only probably started versus Philly because Nicholas Claxton's ego may have never recovered from being destroyed by Joel Embiid. So we don't know who's going to start, how the minutes will be split. Claxton is easily the highest upset guy here. Um, If I'm picking up anyone in the Brooklyn front court, it's going to be Claxton. You know, he doesn't need a ton of minutes. He's one of those those centers that we love who only need, you know, low 20s minutes to really make a fantasy impact in 8-cat, 9-cat. Can he get those minutes? I think so, even with Blake there, because DeAndre could easily fall out of the rotation again. So, uh, yeah, I'm targeting Claxton. Otherwise, not too interested. Can you get Brian Rosenworcel on the phone and find out where Nick Claxton would go in a uh, per-minutes league? Yeah, I'm calling him right now. Dialing. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I have actually rostered Claxton a, a lot this year. I, I really love Claxton's game, and and I also love his hair. Um, and but I he's really not done a whole lot, and and the arrival of Aldridge really shut him down to the point where I just dropped him in in a bunch of leagues because this is you know money time when I'm trying to get in the playoffs and four points and three rebounds and a block's not going to cut it on those nights. Now, I think you're going to kind of see, I don't think it's going to be a straight 50-50. I think it could be like 60-40 one night, 40-60 the next. I think it's going to be matchup based on who's going to get the most minutes. But yes, the guy, if I'm going to pick somebody up here, it's going to be Claxton. From the retirement of an all-time great big man to a somewhat random one. I wanted to take a second to talk about Ken Birch, guys. He had 14 points, six rebounds, a steal, and two blocks on Wednesday night. That was his second straight productive game for the Raptors. Some of this clearly, or maybe, has to do with Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet being out. Uh, Both are expected back imminently, possibly, in their next game. But isn't it possible that Birch is carving out a 25-ish minute role anyway, Ryan? Uh, It's very possible, because... I mean, you're looking at a Raptors roster where Aaron Baines has fallen out of the picture. There's a reason they went and got Kemp Birch. They wanted, you know, they wanted that true center to put in there. And it's a team where Nick Nurse has started Aaron Baines 31 times this season. And Aaron Baines has been terrible. And they just kept giving him chance after chance after chance. So there's all the reason in the world for Kemp Birch to, to take that starting job, especially because Nick Nurse has been very critical of Chris Boucher's uh, his rebounding and maybe doesn't think that he can match up well versus other starting centers, obviously must not because he hasn't made him a full-time starter. So I think there's a path for Birch to potentially start, based, but there's so many moving parts with Toronto. So many guys have been injured in and out of the lineup. It's hard to, to really know until things settle. I think Birch has enough, enough upside that I'm willing to stash him if I need a center. Yeah, I, I guess that's... I, I could see a time when I would when I would pick up Birch. I don't think it's right now. I think there's enough decent players on waiver wires. Uh, I don't know that Birch is there yet, but I think as far as a guy to keep an eye on, because Aaron Baines is not the answer. Boucher, you know, does nothing one night and he goes nuts the next. So we never really know what we're going to get from him. And Nick Nurse doesn't doesn't love Boucher, as Ryan mentioned. So uh, there is there is a chance for Birch to succeed here. And Every time we talk about Toronto, I end up talking about how they're not in the playoffs right now. 
And if they keep losing games, they're they're not going to be in the playoffs. And and once once it's over, even though Nick Nurse says he's not a guy that uh, would tank or or not try his hardest to win every game, Kyle Lowry's old. Fred Van Vliet's Van Vliet is banged up, and I would like to see Malachi Flynn, Ken Birch, and Boucher just go nuts over the last three three weeks of the season. Keeping it with. The big man here, Rashawn Holmes, reportedly has a right hamstring strain. Now, all season long, it feels like we've been waiting for Hassan Whiteside to get a shot. He he signed with Sacramento. It wasn't really a good fit, but you're always kind of waiting for a trade, which never happened, or an injury, possibly, to open something up for him. And I would say he's probably been one of the most added and dropped guys in fantasy leagues this year. People just, oh, maybe, maybe if I pick up Whiteside now... I'll hit the lottery. I'll win the lottery. Now, as of this taping, he is actually the most added guy in Yahoo Leagues right now. And he had 12 points, nine boards, a steal, and four blocks in 23 minutes on Wednesday with no Rashawn Holmes. Is Hassan Whiteside, Steve, about to win some people some fantasy leagues? He might. He might be. Because we know he's a good player. I mean, he was great for Portland last year. He's great for Miami. He's just been sitting, wasting away on the, the Kings bench. Uh, Rashawn Holmes, we don't know how much time he's going to miss, but it could be a lot. I think Whiteside should be the number one pickup right now, and and he's he's a must-have guy right now. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it, and Hassan Whiteside has been kind of cruel because I feel like last year a lot of people sort of wrote him off, and then he had this surreal first-round fantasy value campaign. And then this year, a lot of people drafted him, and he, he came out and did absolutely nothing. Uh, he was a flop. If you drafted him in the top 100, you you regret that move. Uh, but here we are at a critical time in the season. Rashawn Holmes is out. He's going to miss this road trip probably beyond, you know, hamstring injuries are really touchy. Uh, it's hard to come back early from them because you can aggravate them so easily, as we saw with James Harden and so many other players. So could be looking at extended time on the shelf, therefore... Whiteside has a nice path to value. Even if Damian Jones starts, Whiteside, as we've said over and over uh, across the years, only needs 20-plus minutes to really really do damage, as he did uh, the other night. So I think he's an obvious pickup. If he's if he's not rostered in your league, go correct that. He was 56% rostered when I checked before this taping. And the thing with the hamstring, which you mentioned, Ryan, you know, I think our latest blurb on NBC Sports Edge says Rashawn Holmes is set to miss three games or at least three games to your point i'm taking the over on that if the kings are are like most other teams and you know opt to be extra cautious i mean it could easily be a couple weeks and which basically gives you white side runway all the way to you know through your fantasy playoffs absolutely and you know the upside here is so enormous again i i cited what he did last year just ridiculous rebounds blocks field goal percentage all the big man categories he'll he'll get it done terrible free throw percentage but doesn't get to the line very often the upside is so high why not take a shot right if he fizzles out for whatever reason so be it you just move on to the next guy it's like a like look at him as a streamer with the potential to stick and dominate and win you a couple categories the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean 
every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well... Oh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Just a reminder, you can get access to our League Sync tool, our DFS tools, and our betting tools by going to edge-plus.nbcsports.com. Enter the code STU10 for 10% off any subscription. Guys, I can't believe we've waited this long to talk about it. Lou Dort dropped 42 points with seven threes the other night. Specifically, he had 42 points, seven rebounds, three dimes with four steals and seven threes. Just one of the most stunning stat lines of the season. If you're putting together a top five, wait a second, did that actually happen stat lines? I feel like this is this is in there. He now sits notably at 13.3 points per game for the season, putting my season-long bet with you, Ryan, of 14.2 points per game. I think that's the number. Does that sound right? I believe so. Did we agree on 14.2? Yes. 14.2 within reach, within remote shouting distance at least. Uh, Ryan, are you feeling the heat at all after that? A little bit. I mean, I think his scoring average spiked to thirteen point three per game, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. And you're correct. I am concerned. I mean, you didn't mention that he did that against the Jazz in Utah. It was like a just a monumental performance. Um, <laughs> and I'm a little worried. I mean, he had eleven point seven points per game in January. In February, twelve point three. Uh, in March, twelve point nine. Now, obviously, through two April games, because of that monster performance, he's at 28. So he's just trending up and up and up. And Shea Gilgis-Alexander being out is a big problem for me on my side of this bet. Uh, because with Shea on the court, Lou Dort has 19% usage. With Shea off the court, he has 28% usage. So his usage, you know, almost 50% is added on top. This team doesn't have many offensive weapons, so he's going to be one of them. And yeah, I'm a little a little nervous all of a sudden. I thought I was sitting pretty a, a month ago. Well, those numbers did not go up on Wednesday, and they did not go down because he has a sore shoulder and did not play on Wednesday. So I guess both of you guys catch a little catch a little Ludor break uh, right there. I don't know who's going to win the bet, but I don't think we're going to see SGA. I don't think we're going to see him again this season. I think that ship has sailed. Hmm. So that works. That works in Ryan's favor. Do, do you have any exposure to SGA, Matt? I don't. I have been getting crushed by Fred Van Vliet, Kyle Lowry, and John Collins in multiple leagues lately, but no SGA for me. Same here. I've got him on a bunch of aisles. Yeah. He was such a popular pick. He was going in the second round in most of my drafts, and I just I couldn't pull the trigger on him. Although, not to say that he, he wouldn't be a second-round value. There were definitely times this season when I was like, oh, man, I should have been more aggressive going after Shea. But, yeah, you're right. On, on a team that really does not want to win games and has made extraordinarily clear that they're going to be cautious with their, with their you know, budding superstar, Steve might be right. And while we're in OKC, I'd like to just point out that my guy, Darius Baisley, had 23 points and eight boards. And, you know, every blurb we write about him, says he's going to kill your field goal percentage and, and that very well may be true but 
I, I just think there's such an opportunity for him to, to score a ton of points the rest of the way uh, that I, I'm happy that I kind of went all in on him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Baisley set up well, and I and I wanted to close the. We can talk Baisley as well as we as I talk about Lou Dort for one more second, guys. He went from fifteen percent to thirty eight percent rostered after that explosion in the last week. Basically, I mean that was such an outlier, as we said. Ryan, you talked a little bit about the usage situation with no SGA, and you talked about his points trending up per month. I mean, what's your realistic points per game? Putting our bet mm-hmm. aside. You know, what, what's your realistic points per game? I mean, like, what do we think? 15 points per game, 14, 15, moving forward? I mean, 15, 16 is, is reasonable, I think. Just given he's going to get a lot of touches, he's still, his he turns, I believe, 22 years old this week. Uh, so still super young guy. And that shoulder injury Steve mentioned seemed very much like just a smokescreen for a rest day, which tells you plenty about where the Thunder are and how much they want to compete when they're essentially resting a 21-year-old. Uh, but in any case, yeah, I, I think 15, 16 points per game, you may have to deal with more of these annoying DMPs for no reason, just because OKC wants to, quote, develop other guys and, and tank. But Dort is solid. I mean, his steals will be there. He'll hit some three-pointers. And if he's going to score 15, 16 points a game, get some rebounds, you know, and we still haven't seen his ceiling potentially. As I said, he's a very young guy, so... Uh, I, I quite like him. 38% roster rate should be higher. And Steve, I'll just quickly, since you brought up Baisley, I think the thing I'm waiting to see from him is I, just him hitting in multiple categories like he was doing in the bubble. He had that stretch in the bubble, and granted, it was a really small sample size where he just was so electric, and the numbers were across the board were just fantastic. And you're thinking, oh, man, this guy is showcasing what a fantasy stud he's going to be next year. It's never really consistently happened. He's had those stat lines that pop, but even like, the 22.8 rebound game, one assist, no steals, no blocks, no threes. And like, I'm not saying this to slam him, but I, I'm still waiting for, now he's got the opportunity. Now I'm waiting to see, can he start to put together those stat lines where he's contributing in like five categories, let's say even. Yeah. And I mean, right now it's points and boards and some shaky field goal percentage and the occasional three, but there's, there's still time. He, he's only been back for a couple games from his injury. So uh, I, I think we're due for a Baisley explosion, probably on the same night that Hassan Whiteside goes nuts. <laughs> I agree, and, and I, that's why I bring it up. I bring it up not to criticize him, but because I expect him to do more in more categories. So hopefully uh, we'll be seeing that soon from Baisley, who's 41% rostered in Yahoo Leagues right now. Last item on my agenda, guys, is a check-in on this Nuggets point guard situation with Jamal Murray obviously out for the season with that ACL injury. Now, Notably, to me at least, it was Monte Morris who got the start on Wednesday, and he is reportedly set to have his minutes limit increased. Now, he did very little in that Wednesday night game, 11 points and two dimes in 26 minutes. But Ryan, if he's getting 26 to 30 minutes a game right now, then Monte is a guy I want to roster, and he's just 24% rostered right now. Yeah, I mean, I would would pick him up. The Nuggets said that he's still on a minute limit, but the 26 minutes he played the other night were his highest since returning from a quad injury that cost him nearly three weeks. They've been really, really cautious with him, but the starting job is a good sign. That minute limit should slowly increase, and we saw he was a top 50 guy per game last year, top 75 the year before that. He has pretty intriguing fantasy potential. Maybe not the you know extreme league-winning type upside, but a player who can come in and be more than a streamer for you. So 
I'm I'm into that. I'd, I'd like to see where it goes. Obviously, the Nuggets offense is going to run through Nikola Jokic. So although he's starting at point guard, it's not going to be a typical starting point guard stat load that you might expect with, with heavy dimes and so forth. But, um, he'll pick up some steals most nights. He didn't have one the other night. But the fact that he's starting says plenty. They also may have been bringing him off the bench while Murray was out with that previous knee injury for four games simply to keep the second unit kind of intact and not disrupt their chemistry. Now they know that they're going to have to win games and go into the postseason without Murray. They're, you know, they're okay. Next man up. And that man is Monty Morris. So I like him well enough to add him. As I said in a previous pod, I'm not interested in Compato. Yeah. I, I'm more of a Compato guy. Like, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to turn out, but I, I went and picked up Compato um, almost everywhere, just because I feel like he's more of a point guard and, and Monty's more of a shooting guard. Now, Monty can play both guard spots, obviously, and everything should fall into place for him with Jamal Murray done for the season, but I don't... I just have this weird feeling that we're going to see more Composo than we are Monty Morris, but to me, it's a coin toss as to who, who's going to be the more successful uh, Nuggets point guard. They played the exact amount of minutes on Wednesday for what it's worth. Compazzo had eight points five times and two threes in those 26 minutes. And my last thought on Monte Morris, as for like his blueprint, I looked it up the other day. I think per 36 minutes, he's around 14 points per game. He feels to me kind of like a higher scoring Tomas Sadoransky, a guy who's not going to light it up in dimes, steals, or threes, but will get a little bit of each and you know can get you maybe those 13, 14 points per game as well. Yeah. Yeah. If that's not an exciting sales pitch, I don't know what is. I mean, like, if that doesn't have you pumped. <laughs> a, a less less exciting Tomas Sadoransky. Um, no, more exciting. Higher scoring. Higher oh, scoring. Did, oh, higher scoring. Yeah, but, uh, well, I guess in my head I was thinking, well, it's not probably not going to get as many dimes as Sato. So, that's true. You know, it's a little give and take. But, yeah, he, he's not the most exciting guy to pick up. We, we I think that's clear based on our conversation. But, uh, but still worth rostering. And maybe Compazzo, too, if you want to see how this plays out. I, I, I personally would rather have Malachi Flynn than either one of them, even with Van Vliet and Lowry maybe coming back at some point. Yeah, it's interesting. I think Flynn is going to be has the best chance to have some weak shifting stat lines. Let's put it that way, even if he might be a little more inconsistent moving forward with both guys healthy. The Raptors, to me, are within one game of the Bulls, is what I was trying to say, as the number 10 seed. So if they fall more than one game out of that that potential play-in spot, or, you know, there's only eight games left and there are four games back, and it just becomes tank development mode, then Malachi Flynn has the potential to be fantastic. And, you know, one of those guys who can just go nuts for a week or two and win you your fantasy championship. We all, you know, we, we love those guys who just randomly come up in silly season. Uh, so even if right now, if, if Lowry comes back from his toe thing and Van Fleet comes back from his hip and they're healthy, I don't love Flynn then, but absolutely. I mean, he's like very, very high on my watch list. I think Jeremy Lin was my favorite silly season savior situation silly season savior situation um as i picked him up and he led me to my only 30 deep fantasy championship thank you jeremy lynn very nice now let's do it malachi flynn i'm thinking back to a time when ramon sessions ruled the world remember that guy man he had he had some games from milwaukee where it was just like wow and i don't remember whether that was like april or not but the guy was just absolutely lighting up box scores for part of one season there and he had, he had more than one 
stretch in his career. But that one magical stretch where he was locked in was something else. I'll have to pull up those numbers for the next podcast. And Anthony uh, Randolph went on a little April run in uh, 2006 also that that is historical in my mind. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. All right, that is going to do it for us. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a second to rate and review us as well. We are back on Monday to talk waiver wire pickups. I'm sure there will be plenty coming out of the weekend, so look out for that. Thank you, Ryan and Steve. I'll talk to you guys soon, and thanks to all of you for listening. See you, Matt. Bye. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen, remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, 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 of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface.